When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. I'm Sandy Scarlatta. I was born in Virginia Beach and raised in the Baltimore, Annapolis area and had very humble and tragic beginnings. And as a result, my life was a hot mess. Thankfully, 33 years ago, I got my act together. And since that time, I have dedicated my life to serving others and raising awareness that no matter what you've been through, you can choose happiness and live the life of your dreams. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging. And my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a choice, and the choice is yours. Today's episode is amazing, and I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Enjoy the show. Dr. Serena Bullard, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? So excited to have this conversation. I'm great. Really excited to be here with you, Sandy. I I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you. I love what you're doing. And when, you know, I see that you've got this sustainable happiness together, it was like, because we were on a call on the speaker's theater and I'm like, who is this? Who is this? It's talking about <laughs> happiness. We need to connect. Yes, we do. I'm glad we did. <laughs> we're speaking the same language. So You were a practicing pharmacist for 20 years until you faced multiple life-changing events, including like near-death experience, suffering from two brain injuries, and that obviously made you pivot. Um, Talk about that for a minute. Like what what happened and how did you get to where you are today? Like what was it about those events that brought you to the point where you're like, something's got to change. I got to do something different. Yeah, well, it's been a journey for sure. So it was May 29th of 2010. I was in Vail and it was a beautiful day. I decided to go to a bike, on a bicycle ride. And many times I joke, I'm like, I wish I could say I was mountain biking up a cliff. Uh, but no, I was road biking on a path I'd ridden many, many times. And somehow ended up doing somersaults, clipped into my bike. And I was non-responsive. The first responder had to give me CPR. I was then taken to Vail Hospital, and thankfully I had on my helmet. If I didn't have on my helmet, I would not be here today. So I was taken to Vail Hospital, then flight for life to Denver Health. I was in a coma for 18 days, and then the first memory I have was waking up in an ambulance on a gurney and thought, what the heck is going on? And thankfully I saw my mom, and that brought me comfort, and we were en route to Craig Hospital. 
And Crick Hospital is a world-renowned hospital for traumatic brain injury and spinal cord injury. And I'm an overachiever, so I had both. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And um, so I ended up being at Craig Hospital for two months. So I was in the hospital for two and a half months. So I was in three different hospitals that summer. Not exactly what I had planned for the summer. And then when I was discharged, went through tons of rehab. And they had originally told my family that I wouldn't be able to take care of myself for the rest of my life. So mm. it was quite... The battle and I, I want to say too and you know obviously I've been in the medical world for many years but I don't think we need to limit people so much yes. we are not a statistic yes statistically this may be the truth but I'm not a statistic I'm a person and I have an inner strength inside of me that's stronger than circumstances or situations that I'm going through and plus I had the love and support of my family and friends it was amazing so I went through tons of rehab ended up I was doing amazingly well. Went back to work as a pharmacist nine and a half months later. And my everybody was like amazed. It was like a miracle that this actually, I was able to go back to work. And everyone's like, oh, did you have a baby? I'm like, no, I did not. You know, because it was nine and a half months. I thought, oh, she must have had a baby. Um, so I was back to work for five and a half years. And then I had a second head injury. And I thought, Oh my goodness. And so this was a compounded injury. So I was dealing with daily migraines and some memory challenges. So, you know, it'd be one thing if I was doing something that wouldn't impact other people's lives, but being a pharmacist, I had to step back and be like, I can't practice right now because I need to get this taken care of. And well, so, yeah. Yeah. So I feel very yeah. fortunate though, because, um, like I would say three months after my ex, the second accident, I said, okay, what am I supposed to do? I was like, you know, saying, God, what the heck am I supposed to do? This idea of catch happiness came to mind. I'm like, I love it. So I got up and got catchhappiness.com for $38. And then I met my now business partner colleague, Liz Rutledge, and we started sustainable happiness together. So we're wow. on this great journey together. And that I is love it. I ended up here. So the sequence of events. I love it. All right. Let's just take a step back real quick because I'm just curious. And because I and because I'm I just have that curiosity. And and I don't know if anybody else is either. So I apologize, listeners, if you want me to keep moving on, but I want to step back for a second. <laughs> what on earth is it like waking up from a coma after 18 days? Is it like, what day is it? Are you kidding me? 18 days? Like, like you see it on TV, right? Where they have somebody that has been in a coma. And what is that? How is that experience like? And how has that, has that shaped you every day moving forward? Well, I would say that when I woke up, I was so disoriented. I was, I had, I thought I was, in, my mother lives in Florida. I thought I was in Florida, but I was in Colorado. And I thought, where are we going? What is happening? I have no idea. And with that injury, I couldn't really walk, talk, or feed myself. I mean, I barely could talk. And I had a, my mother said to me, Serena, it's like you were a child again. You were having to relearn everything. So it was me just process. I mean, coming out of that coma, I was just like very disoriented and kind of had no idea what was going on for probably about 24 hours. And then 
was like, okay, I realized that I'm in this rehab hospital having to recover from this accident. But I had, I didn't know. It was like this blank time in my life. But I do think that there were some spiritual things that happened to me. I feel like I became much more connected, one, with this gift of life, and you never know when it's going to end. So you want to try to optimize it, and that inspired me to help people catch more happiness and to be resilient in life because life throws us some curveballs. And so, well, yeah, I mean, and and the thing is, is you go through these things, and and it's the resilience, yes, that keeps you moving forward. But having had a, a near death experience, and 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 I want to get back to that real quick too. I would just have to imagine that you you have this life becomes just so much more precious than it could have ever been before. Yes, definitely. Because I think I have so much more gratitude for my days, even though some days are not exactly the way I find them to be. I'm like, ah, oh. but Hey, I woke up and I, what, and I'm much more intentional with my time because mm. we sometimes go through life and life just happens, but I'm one who wants to be proactive and wants to place things into my life that bring me brings me happiness. One of the things I teach is like, hey, spend some time and write down little things that bring you happiness. Whether it's gardening or walking outside or a cup of coffee or a five-minute dance party, whatever it is, have this little list and allow yourself to go to it when you're in a funk to help you spiral up instead of spiraling down. Mm, yeah, for sure. Now, with your near-death experience, did you experience a similar situation that a lot of people claim to have to have had? You know, I did not see any lights or anything like okay. that. I will say, I mean, that was actually my third brush with death. Yeah. When I was 11, I was struck by lightning. My mother, oh, my gosh. <laughs> my mother had to give me CPR. When I was 25... I was in New Zealand in whitewater rafting and went off a 21-foot waterfall. And I was the person who stayed in the waterfall. And yeah, that was a very scary experience. And then this bicycle accident. So yeah, it's been a journey. Yeah. So Dr. Serena, you're you're you've got like nine lives. And, you know, you, <laughs> I'm you're, like, you're I three is three. I don't need any questions. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm good with this. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's really, really spectacular. So um, let's talk a little bit more about today. And um, obviously, you know, you're amazing. You wake up every day, even before this, um, Dr. Serena knew that, you know, I had, I had had a busy day and we sat and we did a breathing exercise together before we hit record, which was absolutely beautiful. I've never done that before with a guest and I really like it. I think that that just sets it, it set a really nice tone for us. So that was really incredible. So please talk about, I want to hear about your book and I want to hear about just some of the other programs that you're doing because um, you've got some really amazing things going on to share. Oh, thanks. I'm really excited. So, um, my book is called C-Cube, Creating Conscious Connections. And what's crazy, there's multiple crazy things about this book, but I'll first tell you the, the story behind it. I talk about my three near-death experiences and what I went through in my life and the lessons that I've learned from them. And then I delve into a lot of things because after my second brain injury, I was super intense on learning how to protect my brain and you know mm. optimize my brain health. 
So I talk a lot about brain health in here. I talk about, you know, meditation. I had no idea. Nobody told me in pharmacy school that if you meditate, you increase what's called BDNF, your brain-derived neurotropic factor, and that allows more synapses in your brain. I was like, oh my gosh, I never learned this. And so does an exercise does that. The food you eat. I mean, there's so many different things that impact your brain health. So that's really important. And then I also talk about just statistics about epigenetics and what your environment's like and how that impacts your physiology. And I think we all need to be conscious of who we surround ourselves with, the foods that we do and do not eat, the exercise we do or do not do. I mean, there's so many different components to living a good life that we need to take inventory of. And that is basically the story behind my book. And I, you know, I, I go into a lot of science in this book as well. And at the end of each chapter, I talk about lessons I learned from this chapter in my life. And so I kind of break it down with different things that I learned. Um, but a few cool things about this was, so the um, cover of my book, I was trying to find somebody to do the cover and I was not happy with any of the art. And I thought, oh. so I'm on a flight from San Diego to Denver and I meet this guy. And at the time I was single and you know, we started talking and he asked me out. And I was like, huh. So he drove up from Aspen the next week and we went, you know, on a date, but there was just no chemistry. Nice guy, no chemistry. And I'm like, hey, if you want to stay in the guest room, just do. And we can go, you know, breakfast because it's a long drive. It's like four hours. So we go to breakfast the next morning. And he's telling me about his son and his son is an artist. And he shares with me his artwork. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing artwork. Wow. His son did the cover of my book. And I thought, love it. I, and so you just never know. So that's the st story of my book. And it can be found on Amazon. It's now on Audible too. So I'm happy that on the audible so it's c3 creating conscious connections and then um as far as what liz and i are doing now we're really motivated and inspired to help people be more mindful to have a happier day life moments you know because it brings down to moments because like as we said earlier we just never know what's going to happen in life so we need to make sure that we're enjoying this these times and then also um, with resilience, I when I was practicing pharmacy, it was really disturbing to me how many children, ages 14, 15, were on anti-anxiety medications. And I really wanted to make sure that I did research to see what, you know, because what is this going to mean for their future? You know, and how are they going to deal with this as they grow older, older? So I ended up finding this company called HeartMath that's based in California and Boulder Creek, California, and they have over 30 years of empirical data backing their tools and techniques. So the breathing exercise we did prior to this was a heart math exercise called Quick Coherence, and I really feel like this is um, an important tool to, feel, to share with people. And we talk about that in our in our courses as well. So we've got a lot of online courses, and we do we created a course actually for young children ages three to eight because we want to create a strong foundation at a young age to have them be able to navigate their emotions, to understand their emotions, that everyone has insecurities. I don't care how beautiful, intelligent, wealthy, it doesn't matter. We all have them. And nobody gave me that memo when I was a kid. I was like, I need, I wish I would have known that. <laughs> that is so true. And I know, you know, I work with a lot of um, amateur athletes as their mindset coach and I love working with with kids 
because they're like sponges and you introduce a concept and they haven't been so messed up by the world that they believe it, that they're like, oh yeah. I'm like, you can be anything you want. They're like, yeah, I know I can. Right. But if, but when you're pushed down so often, you know, in your twenties and your thirties and, you know, that's, that's when the, the, when the world really gets to people, but if you can get them when they're young and really educate them with these life skills. Um, yeah. I mean, that's our future. I think, I yeah. think that we have to, we're, we're at a crossroads in, in the world where we have to start educating these children, not just on math and science and, and how to read and write, but how to manage their emotions and, and, and those choices that their mind, you know, the thoughts, every choice, every thought that comes into your mind, you have a choice as to which way you're going to perceive it. Yeah. And to be very mindful of that. And the um, lessons from the bright butterfly is the name of our course. And what we did was we took the life cycle of a butterfly and associated with the social and emotional learning skills. So children relate to butterflies. They love butterflies. And so we did that so that can help them remember these tools. And um, do you know what a group of butterflies is called? No, I don't. Kaleidoscope. Isn't that neat? Like I was like, really? Yeah, kaleidoscope. So all different colors, shapes, you know, I just thought that is such a beautiful description of a butterfly, you know? Now, just real quick, because I need more useless information like that in my brain, but no. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Did kaleidoscope come from a kaleidoscope or were they, did they call a group of butterflies a kaleidoscope and then somebody invented a kaleidoscope and like, oh, that looks like a group of butterflies. I do not know that answer, but yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's one of that, it's a useless information. We will, we don't need to know. It doesn't matter, but my, that's how my brain works. I'm like, oh, well, wh- yeah, what came first, the chicken or the what egg? What came first, the chicken <laughs> or the egg? Yeah. And I, and another thing I think this is fascinating. So, um, you know, when the caterpillar goes into the chrysalis phase and it turns into organic goo, do you know what those cells are called? No. Imaginal cells. What can you really you go through your metamorphosis? And I think this is such a great illustration of life because we all go through different metamorphoses. And oh yes. Yeah. So I, I, I love sharing that with people because they're like, I didn't know that. I'm like, well, I didn't either until I started studying this. You know, I thought that was just fascinating. So what you're saying is that there's a lot to be learned from butterflies and their transition from and and the stages that they go through yeah yeah and I think that in life we all go through different stages we all have different challenges (laughs) I am from my teens to my 20s 30s 40s and now in my 50s I am a different person at every stage of the game I think I'm a different person now than I was a year ago because as long as you're learning and growing and evolving you're showing up differently every day right yeah and that's the thing too I think that we need to ensure that we have those habits to learn, grow, and to become the best that we can be. And also prioritize our happiness, prioritize our health, you know, because I think that, as you say, happiness is a choice. And, you know, being a pharmacist, I dealt, you know, a lot with people who are on antidepressants, which broke my heart, but they were seeking help. You know, I think it's important. Yes. It's awful when people are experiencing depression, 
and they did not choose to be depressed, but they can choose to get help to move them to a better space, you know, and you and I actually talked about this before, and I want to share this with, I talk about this in my book, because the fall before my bicycle accident, I was experiencing depression. I was like, I'm a happy-go-lucky, silly person. I like to have fun. I've never felt depressed. I mean, yeah, I've had bad days, but it was like literally 30 consecutive days, I felt like crap, like what is going on? So I talked to my doctor, and I said, can you just draw a vitamin D level? just to make sure I'm okay. And he was like, okay. So he did. He's like, oh my gosh, I've never seen a level this low. So we started supplementing and that helped with my depression. I, I wasn't depressed anymore. Once the levels got up, I thought, this is crazy. People should know this. There's a correlation with that. Well, there's a correlation with vitamin D and a lot of things. Yeah. yeah and, definitely. you know, vitamin D is such a and it's not just about getting out in the sunlight either, although that really, really helps. Um, but you you do need some, most people do need a vitamin D supplement. Yeah, I do like to make sure that people realize though, because vitamin D is what's called a fat soluble vitamin, meaning it's not like vitamin C. If you have too much, you pee it out. Vitamin D, if you get too much, you don't. And it can be right. You know, so I tell people, I'm like, don't just supplement without knowing where you are, you know, just make That's sure. That's right. You know, so that that is one. That's thing. exactly right. Make sure you see your physician and or talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about. Um, and if you're getting regular physical examinations, they're going to test those levels anyway on an annual basis, and we'll be able to give you guidance. Yeah. Well, they usually don't. To be honest with you, they usually don't test vitamin D. Just test. Yeah, they do like your potassium, your sodium, all those hmm. sort of things. Yeah, vitamin D. My doctor. Does. My doctor does. So okay. Well, not, I mean, in general, it's not. In general. Okay. Yeah, no, no, but that is important. And I think that a lot of people too often just start taking supplements without knowing really what you need. And and it is best before you do any of that to make sure you're taking. Your body's going to respond to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Serena, is there anything else that you'd like to talk to the audience about before we finish up today? I would really just like to say that I want to encourage everyone to be proactive in their lives, to try to allow themselves to make that list of things that bring you happiness and do, you know, like make sure you're having fun. And plus there's a game. Can I share my game with you real quick? Please. Absolutely. This is in our kids game too. We are in our kids class lessons from the bright butterfly. So we tell families because we think that people forget to have fun. Like, you know, like we get so busy, we're running from one thing to the next. People forget to have fun. So we encourage families or even friends to write down at least three different things on individual pieces of paper that are group activities that bring them happiness, whether it's karaoke or playing Pictionary or cooking together, whatever it might be, bike rides or whatever it might be. So do that, put all those things into a jar. And once a week, I encourage people to pull it out the week before or I'm sorry, the night before the time that you're going to spend together. And because if you need ingredients or equipment, you'll have that. But do this activity together. Put away your phones, your gaming devices, shut off the TV, be present for that one hour. And I tell the kids, I'm like, you can tell your parents to be silly and goofy and just have fun, you know, because it's just about having fun for an hour or two, whatever time you put aside. Because I think we forget that. And I really want people to you know, incorporate things like that into their lives to have more fun and enjoy this life. 
Oh, no kidding. Uh, you just made me think when you were saying that my son's in college and he came to visit us and we ended up going and playing pickleball. And oh. I have never had so much fun with my son because we're oh. both very athletic. And just for the two of us, because pickleball is kind of like, and, and, if, and if anybody's a, an avid pickleball fan, I don't mean to offend you, but I'm a tennis player. So Pickleball to me is just really fun, although it's definitely challenging and, and there's some really great things. To me, pickleball is kind of like ping pong, but, you know, a step up from ping pong. No offense to anybody out there. I just love tennis and I'm obsessed with playing tennis. But pickleball is the most fun yeah. because who doesn't love to play ping pong, right? Yeah, that's awesome. But pickleball, you're outside in the air. It's, it's you know, it's a little bit more challenging. The rules are a little cray cray, I think. But, you know, it's so much fun. So much fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And those are memories that you're creating with your son. Yeah. Make you smile. Like, oh, what a great day. And then you've got oh. your face right oh, now. Oh, my gosh. I know. It was, I just, and he's, he's coming in a couple of weeks and we're like, got to play pickleball. So we're going to play again. So that's awesome. Well, and that's the thing too. You need to find a commonality with your friends and your family of things that you love to do together. And get yeah. them together. Because if, if you don't plan it, it's not going to happen. Time goes so fast. You said it right there. If you don't plan it, it doesn't happen. And that's that's so key, for sure. So where can people find you, Dr. Serena? And I know that everything's going to be in the show notes, but just go ahead and give a shout out um, for where people can find you as well. Okay. If you go to sustainablehappinesstogether.com. And I'd also like to offer, we've got a catch and spread happiness course, and there'll be a link to that on the show notes. And if you put in happiness solved, all in cap letters, um, capitalized letters, um, you'll get 30% off the course. And um, so the happiness, uh, catch and spread happiness course, and the code is happiness solved. And, um, and then also on social media at sustainablehappinesstogether.com on Instagram and Facebook. And yeah, that's where we are. Awesome. Thank you so much. And what a generous gift. And thank you so much for offering that to my audience. I really appreciate it. We'll make sure all of that is in the show notes so everybody can find you and take advantage of your course. And uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate this time with you. Thank you. I really enjoy this time together. Thank you. All right. And thank you everyone for listening today. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu slash visit.